720 WGN. Human trafficking. It hurts just to hear those words, right? Well, it was happening in St. Charles, right there. Many people in the same building, unaware of what was going on. I was reading a government website today, and it said everyone has a role to play in combating human trafficking. Recognizing the signs of human trafficking is the first step to identifying a victim. And I do find now, whether I'm at O'Hare, sometimes I'm in a restaurant, and I use the restroom, and on the back of the door, when you shut the stall door, there is a big poster in many languages that says, hey, are you being held against your will? Does somebody have your passport? Simply click this QR code or text this number and get help. It's unfortunate there was no one that could help these women in St. Charles until they were saved by the St. Charles Police Department. The chief of that police department, James Keegan, is with us. Thank you for joining us, chief. So let me get this let me get this right. So it's west side of St. Charles at an apartment building is what I'm reading? That's correct. Uh, the near west side of St. Charles, not too far from the the intersection of uh, Main Street, which is Route 64, North Avenue, and Randall Road. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm a longtime St. Charles resident, or was actually, till I sold my house. And apparently their captors or abductors, I'm not sure exactly what term applies, were passing out business cards advertising this, Right. Yeah, we think a lot of the advertisement uh, of the commercial uh, sex traffic was word of mouth, but there was some evidence that we see that indicated that uh, some business cards were being passed out, maybe some underground circles, uh, communities, maybe uh, different work locations. But that was some of the indicia that we seized, uh, indicating that there was some trafficking going on. So how many women did you save from this situation? We served a number of search warrants in a in a about a half dozen Chicagoland communities, and, and in total, we took 10 women into protective custody that we linked uh, to being uh, the victims of human trafficking. And were there captors holding their documents, their passports, their papers? There was a little bit of, of everything. Um, I, I used the, the quote yesterday in the press conference that it was like an onion. The, the more we peeled it back, the more it stunk. Um, there was some coercion. There was threats. Um, there was obviously some mistreatment, um, but a, a lot of the, the the women were really um, put up in these apartments and were afraid to leave, um, not knowing you know that what would take place to family members, uh, loved ones, um, you know the coercion and the threats and, and just the behind the scenes fear that a lot of these women face was pretty prevalent as we conducted the interviews and really started digging into to what took place. It was uh, really alarming and disturbing for us. And how scared were they when you actually, you know, went to help them? Maybe they had been taught that you weren't trustworthy either. I mean, they've been mistreated by many men. So how did that go? You know, it was difficult for our officers. That There was varying levels of cooperation, uh, and I think you, you hit the nail right on the head as far as mistrust. We really had to gain that trust, and we obviously worked with social services and tried providing referrals and, you know, and, and trying to get th- these women uh, help. But really, their, their whole adult lives, uh, they've been, um, you know, lied to, uh, mistreated, coerced. So it, uh, it was hard to gain that trust that there were a, a number of them that, that were open to our um, 
to our help, but there was there was obviously some that were maybe resistant and and they'd been through a lot. It was it's a it's a really troubling and and problematic problem in society for 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 what these women faced. And everybody I know in St. Charles is like, oh, how could this happen in St. Charles? But chief, this happens everywhere, doesn't it? It sure does. And and uh, you know I, I told. Uh, some of the media yesterday, I'd just like to, to throw it out there yet again. You know, nobody knows a neighborhood better than the people that live there. And um, if you if you ask yourself that, you know, that rhetorical question, should I call the police on this? You probably just answer the question for yourself. So the best advice is I think it does happen uh, everywhere. And in this particular case, there was somebody that reached out uh, to us, to the police department, and said, this just doesn't look right. And then once we started looking into the matter, you know, it just snowballed. So, you know, whether it's uh, St. Charles or any other really Chicagoland community, no one's um, immune from it. And that's where we really need people to be our eyes and ears. And if they if they see something, say something, you know, at minimum, uh, call 911 and, and alert authorities. You can always remain anonymous and let us try to investigate, you know, what you see and, and cooperate it. Because they were trafficking these women in Chicago, Aurora, Elgin, South Elgin, Hanover Park, on incorporated unincorporated Palatine, and I'm just so thankful that somebody did give you a tip and you guys executed this perfectly. It's I'm, I'm concerned about those women. Will they be immediately deported, or what happens to them now? You know, they're, they're victims, and um, we're going to do everything we can to help them. Um, and, 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 and I hope that they're all accepting of that help. So we're, we're working with our, our partners in, in law enforcement and through the prosecutor's office and social services. I really hope that this can springboard some of their lives and they can uh, accept that help and then, and then move forward. But, you know, to your point, Lisa, yeah, it, it did spread out to a number of suburbs and we were able to connect the dots and, and kudos to my, my police officers here and all the officers that helped us. We really did yeoman's work in, um, in bringing this case to a successful conclusion. But quite frankly, we're not done yet. There's, there's lots of work to do yet. I bet. And how long have some of these women been held against their will? We, we initially got the tip here in St. Charles uh, in late uh, winter, early spring, so late February, early March. How long it was taking place, uh, we're not quite certain just yet. Um, it took us a while to kind of connect the dots and, and put, you know, things together. But, um, you know, we, we ultimately were led to a number of other locations that you mentioned. So to say how long and where, um, we're still working through that as part of these um, interviews and, and the investigation itself. But obviously a few months because it, it was brought to our attention uh, several months ago. So I know you have five people in custody. Is it five people or is it six? Uh, it's five uh, offenders, so f- four males and one female. And if this was September 19th and we had cashless bail in the state of Illinois, would they be released or is their crime serious enough that a judge would never let them be released? You know, that's going to be too to be determined. Uh, you know, there's different protocols that we're going to have to follow. And it, it, right now they're all held on $5 million bond, which means 10% um, or $500,000 to be released. Obviously, under that other system that we're going to go to, that's still a work in progress for us. Uh, to say yes or no, I think, is premature. A lot of it's going to be dependent upon a lot of circumstances, but um, it's definitely going to be a different system than what, than what we're accustomed to right now. Right. And um, what you learned through this, will you then share that with other police departments throughout the state or the nation so they know to look for the same type of thing? Because I think some of us see these these ads sometimes on social media sites or you it used to be in the back of some, you know, magazines or papers that 
basically are advertising sex for sale. And it seems like some of that goes uninvestigated. Yeah, I mean, and that's where really, you know, the citizens of, of our great country are our eyes and ears. So if you see that that type of stuff, you know, in this particular case, there was lots of traffic going in and out of uh, this apartment, and it just didn't look right. Someone came forward and, and brought it to our attention. So we, you know, uh, did some old-fashioned police work. We set up surveillance. We uh, did some interviews. And obviously, you know, here we are. But, yeah, we'll do the best we can. Uh, the prosecutors here in Kane County uh, were phenomenal. Um, you know, they actually have experience in this, and they've, they've done this before. Um, surely we'll, we'll work with all of our, our partners to make sure that we share what we learned and hopefully try to stop this from, from occurring again. Well, thank you and to the whole team out there. Um, it's nice to know that uh, you're, you're on the job and working hard and saving people. We appreciate that. Thank you uh, for having me, Lisa, and thank you for the, your good thoughts and words. St. Charles Police Chief James Keegan. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.